I don't understand it sitting like a newsreader or something. I never sit like this. It's weird. I'm a professional. You are a professional. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Welcome friends to the Big No Podcast. I'm your host Pamela Cooley and I'm so excited to reveal today's guest. She is a familiar face who has been delighting us for over 20 years in the screen and Chizzy! Oh, I'm so excited. I was trying to be really cool then, but I've been waiting for Chizzy to come on for such a long time. She is such an incredible actress and comedian. You probably recognise her face from um, Holby City. She played the role as Mo Afanga. And today she's going to be talking to me about the big nose in her life, what she's learnt from those lessons and how she's turned those no's into next opportunities. So Chizzy, welcome Thanks. to the Big No Podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Which one's my camera? Uh, <laughs> you can look hi, anyone you want. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so honoured to have you here. Like I've been following you for such a long time. I know that sounds a bit creepy. Yeah, not meant to be creepy, yeah. but I... <laughs> But I'm going to go straight in there. Because Were you at my window at 3am this morning? Maybe. Oh, was um, it? Okay. Right. It's, all, yeah. it's all with love. It's all with love. <laughs> um, but I have been following you for such a long time on social media. And for someone who has been living with depression also, I'm such a huge supporter of the work that you do surrounding mental health. And we're going to talk about that. But before we get to that, because that's heavy stuff, I want to know who the real Chizzy is. Because your Instagram yeah. Yeah, yeah. handle is Lil bit of chiz uh-huh. so i feel like you were giving us a little bit of chiz mm-hmm. but i want to get to know the the real chizzy yeah nice. so i think we have to start back mm-hmm. little chizzy oh my gosh yeah yes so tell us about your childhood growing up and the people who've inspired you and shaped you to be the incredible queen that you are today oh thank you uh, queen <laughs> um so um my full name is Chisabar, mm-hmm. but um, I was just a, a ball of energy and um, my uncle called me Busy Chizzy at the age of four mm-hmm. and Chizzy just kind of stuck. Love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm one of uh, six kids. Wow. Uh, yeah, three boys, three girls, very loud household, uh-huh. uh, Africans, yep. Nigerians, mm-hmm. so, you know, very, very loud. <laughs> um, There's always a lot of laughter. There's always a lot of food. There's always a lot of shouting. There's severe discipline. Mm. Um, but I, I just remember my childhood as as a time of a lot of love. My parents, they worked so hard. Mm. I mean, one time my mum had uh, two jobs. She was a midwife mm-hmm. and uh, she um, she would work um, her, her midwifery job and then she'd go and work in Holloway Prison in wow. the um, maternal uh, maternity ward. Um, she was pregnant, heavily pregnant with my youngest brother, finished her shift half an hour later, she gave birth, you know, mm. she was a workhorse, my mum. Mm. And same with my dad, you know, he was an accountant. Um, they just, they just definitely, they always wanted uh, a better life yeah. for us. When I listen to other people's podcasts and interviews, especially with comedians, and you're a comedian. I'm yourself. not actually a comedian, can I just point out? Are you out? not? No, I'm not a comedian. Cause listen, I don't want the pressure. I'm not a comedian. <laughs> Right, I'm a comic actor because people cause sometimes I go and host stuff. And people say, "Oh yeah, I'm a comedian." She's yeah. So everyone's expecting a joke after joke after joke. I'm like, I ain't a comedian. Ain't a comedian. That's really interesting because I've got stand up. Okay, because whenever like I see things like you said, or I've been doing research, it's like you know, TV star, actress, comedian, yes, and I wish they wouldn't do that. It's the, that's the pressure. That's too much pressure. Okay, because oh. I'm not one. So, I'd love to be one. Put it that this way. Oh my gosh, that is, that is actually one of one of my dreams. But I will never, uh, no, I've got the fear. I can't, do- I tried, I did it um, many years ago yeah. and it was great. And then I just got the fear again. So now I just host. Okay. Less but pressure. as a very hilarious person. I'm not say. hilarious. Can I just put that? Sorry. <laughs> 
Do you sometimes think that you use your comedy to mask how you're feeling? All the time. Almost, almost all the time. Do you think that you, you've done it for so long now that you just autopilot go I straight? I don't know when I'm doing it. Wow. I don't know. I remember once saying, I don't know where um, Chizzy ends and the actor begins. Interesting. It is just who I am. Do you think, is that almost like your security blanket? 100%. Yeah, definitely. I hate that. God, I say that on Love Island all the time. 100%, 100%. <laughs> now it's in my head. It's in my subconscious. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Because it's, it's and also, I mean, I've lost quite a bit of weight lately. Um, but back when I was bigger, I would always say, you know, make fun of my weight. Yeah. And I'd do it so that you couldn't. Yeah, if I get in there first, yeah, oh. you know. It's, it is a definitely a defense mechanism. But if you, if someone wants, if someone does, if someone, if you feel an inkling of someone's gonna bully you, mm. if you can make them laugh, you're no longer their target. Mm. So yeah, making people laugh is, I find is, is, is a way to, oh gosh, it's, this is gonna sound so bad. Um, it's almost a way to make people like you. Yeah. Because in my industry, I meet people all the time, different people on this job, that job. You know, you've got a very short time mm. to get to know each other. And um, if you're laughing mm. the minute you meet me, chances are we'll get on. I think I, I watched, it was Jimmy Carr, and he, I think he must have been on Stephen Bartlett's podcast. Mm -hmm. And he said something about um, comedians, people, you know, who, who are in that industry. And he said, you should ask them which one of their parents was depressed or ill because usually comedians take on that role to try and help that person in their family depression. and when he said that i was like so interesting. oh wow yeah i used to think of the things that i used to do mm. when i was younger for mum yes when i saw that i could sense that she was getting to that yeah we used to call it the red mist uh-huh what could i do yeah i used to do either try and make her laugh or mm -hmm. go buy her something right yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was always trying to put on little plays and stuff. Like, isn't that really? Yeah, really, that's so you, interesting. Really interesting. So yeah. Ooh, ooh, we going deep. I know. Deep, 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 deep. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, oh my, it all makes sense. Okay. I'm not a comedian, by the way, at all. But, but you're funny though. But you like me, you're funny. Thanks. 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 Yeah, you are. Thanks. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what I used to do. And I think, yeah. And now I know why. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't because I was like, I want to be a performer. Mm, it was just like, mm. I know that that's going to make yeah. her laugh and make her feel better in that moment. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. Crazy, oh, that's right? that's going to give me so much things to think oh, about so now. Much, when I go, I'll speak to stuff will come, about it stuff will come out and I'll be like, oh yeah, then yeah. Mama, that time I'm yeah. oh. right. I talk to my mum anyway. I talk Good. to her all the time. Oh. Yeah. Whenever I got a job, she'd be the first person I'd tell her, I'd call. Yeah. And she still is. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I still tell her. I'll keep doing that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, the, the spiritual connection that I have with my mum is incredible. Yeah. She's always in my dreams. Yeah. Sometimes she's not, she's being a pain in the ass in my dreams sometimes. I'm like, mummy. <laughs> but my gosh, I love my mum. I've always loved my mum. She, um, there have been times obviously where we've, we've batted yeah. so many heads, but she, she was a wonderful woman. Mm -hmm. She looked after a lot of people, a lot of people. I should be super proud of you. Oh my gosh, we she are. always was. Yeah. Yeah, she used to tell, you know, people say, she'd go to parties and, and someone will say, you know who that is, don't you? You know whose mum she is? She's Dr. Mo's mum. Oh my God, people are like, oh, you're Dr. Mo's mum. Oh, you know, oh my gosh, sometimes she'd get in the phone. She'd call me and say, oh yeah, somebody wants to speak. Oh, she loved me being on hold. My dad as well. Oh. They loved it. They loved it. Because my mum obviously, you know, was in the medical profession. So yeah. um, that was the closest I was ever going to get to being a medic. <laughs> but yeah, she, oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh.
love that love that so i want to start to talk about some of the challenges that you faced in your life can i just have a quick say yeah of course you can so obviously this uh podcast is all about you know um facing challenges and for me it's not so much of like a rags to riches story the thing that i take a lot of comfort from um is when i speak to ordinary people mm. yeah and they say this happened to me um and this is how i felt but this is how i turned my life around or maybe i'm still in that process of doing it at the moment i feel like to me that's so much more relatable than someone goes you know i was on the streets and now i own 300 mm. million because yeah. i'm just like well how and yeah that's not me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i can't relate to that yes so i think also i've learned that by sometimes sharing the hardest parts of your journey it can almost be like a a beacon of light for Mm -hmm. someone else Mm -hmm. to help them get out of their struggles. Mm -hmm. So that's really important to me. So I want you to think about a couple um, of big no's that you've had in your life, and it could be anything, career, personal, whatever, and talk us through it. And then um, if you have managed to turn it into new opportunities, then um, shed some light on that for us. Okay, I think there's been been three major, there's probably more, Mm. especially growing up, but you forget a lot. And then sometimes mm. you go, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> but um, as an adult, there's been three, um, I'd say major turning points in my life actually. Um, first was when I had a breakdown at work. Mm. Um, I was on Holby. And which is so bizarre because it was the first time I'd ever really been in a permanent job. Mm. You know, something that I was getting paid every week. Mm. Um, I had security, mm. all that kind of stuff. And for some reason I just, it, it just, came a moment where things just weren't quite clicking and I didn't understand what it was and then the tears would come and I'd be like people are like what's wrong I'm like, I don't know mm. and I just remember thinking there's a word discombobulated mm. and I was like what even does that word mean <laughs> you know but I, I just remember it being a word that's how I felt yeah it just, you just don't know how you feel you but you can't verbalize it yeah so um but I'm really grateful that that happened uh, at work because mm. had it happened at home I would have just cried, gone to sleep and got up the next day. Mm -hmm. But this, it meant I had to actually, I had to face it and I had to to do something about it. And um, yeah, I went on antidepressants. Um, Mm -hmm. They called the, because I couldn't go, I just couldn't leave my dressing room. Um, I was just, I started hyperventilating. You Mm -hmm. know, it's one of those going, Oh my gosh, I don't know. And I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna have a fucking sorry, that's all. You can swear. All right. My podcast can do whatever you want. Oh good, all right, great, great. Well fuck that shit. Right, um, yeah, I I I, th- I actually thought I was gonna have an asthma attack because I was I just couldn't breathe. Um and they called in the 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 um BBC doctor and um yeah, he um he put me on antidepressants. Um and I'm really lucky that they clicked in quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Within seven days, I started to feel a bit more like myself. I have had a few um, breakdowns, mini breakdowns since, mm-hmm. but not as bad. Um, but yes, yeah, like I said, I will never, I will never regret that happening mm. because it it made me stop and take care of myself. Yeah. The second um, was strictly. Mm. Um, I that I mean, strictly. yeah, I mean that was a massive low, leaving that quick. Um, and um, I mean, that was obviously after I was uh, diagnosed with depression. Mm. And um, I told myself, it's fine, it's fine, it doesn't matter, it's fine, mm. it's fine, it's, you know, it's all right. I felt so much rejection because as an actor, mm. people, you know, people have written crap about you before, all the time, you know, but they're writing crap about your character. But this was the yeah. first time like I was reading it and I felt that people didn't like me. Mm. Yeah, I was, I just thought, I told myself, just forget it, it's fine. And I just remember, um, um, this guy who I'd met before, but we hadn't properly, properly 
talked. And um, I remember writing on my um, on my uh, uh, Facebook, thank you to everybody, you know, for all your support. Blah, 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 blah. Don't worry, I'm absolutely fine. I'll get over it. Um, yeah, the rejection's hard, but I'll be fine. And he, he got in touch. He said, I'm actually a therapist. And it was when I saw the word rejection, mm. I thought, I'm going to reach out to you. He's now my therapist. Yeah. Wow. And so the first time we spoke, he said, because um, um, he lives in Scotland. And the first time we spoke, I thought, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm. Within five minutes, I was bawling. Yeah. I was absolutely bawling. He said to me, you are allowed to grieve the loss of that show. Right. You are allowed. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It's something that you really wanted to do. You were loving it. And it was a sudden, it's sudden departure. Yeah. Because I, I, I guess nobody expects to go first. Yeah. But when it happens, you just go, huh? huh? Yeah. And you know, I wasn't really the worst dancer. Yeah. Um, I was injured, I have to say. Yeah. So in hindsight, it was probably the best thing that could mm. happen for my knee. But at the time, oh my gosh, I thought everybody hated me. I thought I'd never work mm. again. Really? Yeah. yeah. Based on? Based on that. Because I thought I everybody hated me. Wow. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with that? Because... Mate, with therapy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie with therapy. You and generally also, thought people I thought I like would never... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I'm in the bottom two, I've had hardly any votes. Yeah. It means that people don't like me. And then I thought that my agent would... Oh, God, it's terrible. I thought... My agent would drop me because she's going to think, well, it was he at the time, he's going to think that, um, you know, I'm not popular. Mm. I won't be able to get work anymore. Oh my gosh, I just thought my career was over. It's okay, so there's so bizarre. much to unpack with this. Mm. So one of the things I want to say is, why do we, and we all do this, why is it then when something happens and we're devastated, we put on this brave face and we thank people for their support when really you want to say, I shouldn't have gone. You're all arseholes. Yeah. Why did you vote me out? But, I'm devastated. Yeah. But why do we put on this like, thank you so much for your support. I, know, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Because in reality, reality, that does nothing for you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes everybody else feel good yeah. for voting yeah. you out. Yeah. But you are still absolutely devastated. Mm. And that word rejection as well, that's, oh. re- that's it. And I think that we've all used it or thought about it, whether mm. it's rejection from being, you know, not picked in PE at school. Yeah. Right. Um, whether it's rejection from maybe, you know, your family, from mm. for your choices in life that mm. you've, you've, you've taken, whether it's rejection from, you know, a relationship. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about like, that whole rejection thing. Is that something that you are still work in progress with? Because you're going to get rejection all through life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I won't say that I'm 100% a rejection Teflon proof, mm-hmm. but I'm a lot better. Okay. And it's from Strictly. Okay. And so, you know, like I say, you t- that no then turned into a, what did you call it earlier? Next opportunity. Next opportunity, which is, I was like, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Yeah. And it the Strictly did open some doors, yeah. some wonderful doors. Yeah. And I was surprised at the love I got, the outpouring of love I got after I left. Because, you know, first of all, you thought, oh God, everybody hates me. But no, people, you know, coming up to me in the street, you should never have left. You know, not a lot, they're not the people who are voting. Yeah. So it, out of, out of that really painful, and I'm telling you, it was painful, mm. painful time. It's public as well. Oh my gosh. And you're like, don't cry. Don't oh. cry. Don't cry. And of course you tell yourself not to cry. And then the tears. You're, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And my dad was in the audience. Oh God. You know, my dad um, doesn't really get to come and see me do yeah. much stuff. Um, my mum had come the week before. Um, you know, there's other people who were, oh yeah, can I come this week? Can I come that week? And you know, you've got dances playing in your head and oh, it's just, it's just, and it's a, it's a really gorgeous glittery bubble. Yeah. Strictly. It really is. Um, 
But I and and we were in a WhatsApp group, and I, I tell this um, story all the time. Uh, we were in a WhatsApp group, and I came out. I said, "Guys, listen, I don't want anybody to feel they can't say, can't wait to see you next week." Da da da. You know, how's your dancing going? Yeah. So I'm going to come out. So you know, please don't take offence. And then I started my own group. So each time someone came out, I called it the losers group. Oh, I love that. And I added them. So we would just commiserate with each other oh, and check up on each yeah. other. And um, I have to say, Brian Connolly, who um, I lost to in the dance off, yeah. every week he'd call me to make sure I was all right. He was, oh my gosh, he was so wonderful. He was, oh, he was adorable. He's an adorable man. But yes, some opportunities did come. And also, it, it helped me with rejection. Mm. It helped me with um, not caring what people think. Yeah. Because I, I mean, online now, when people say nonsense, I'm just mm. like, I, d I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information that you're yeah, giving me that right? you don't like me yeah. I don't know what to do with it so I'm just gonna uh, why are you telling me however as an actor there's rejection all the time all the but time. you have to just go that wasn't for me yeah what is for you will never pass you by and you yeah. have to have that it's hard because there's some jobs I went up for the little mermaid and yes I will be sitting there I'll be flying the flag for the little mermaid come yeah. on Ariel this little black with the red, uh, orange dreads yeah. but I will be sitting there going yeah. You know, but hey, it is what it is. I didn't go out for the aerial, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, really? it's, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> wow, can you imagine? They, they've gone for a black aerial and she's over 40? <laughs> what are they doing to us? Um, but no, it, it, the rejection thing, you have to, you just have to, you have to, for your own sanity, mm. you have to brush it off. But I also feel like you have to feel those feelings. You can't just be like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Yes, yes. Because it manifests and it will resurface Absolutely. so much bigger. Yeah. So yeah, go through those emotions. Mm -hmm. But almost, I have to kind of say to myself, and I get it all the time, you know what I mean? I'm an, an author, I've got a startup business, mm. I've got all these goals and I reach out to people and they go, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And it stings. Yeah. And you start to think, well, it's me. They're, they're rejecting me. And I'm, in reality, they're rejecting my idea. And I have to keep saying to myself that rejection is gonna lead to a new direction. It's like a redirection. Mm -hmm. And you just have to be open and waiting mm -hmm. for that moment. Absolutely. But yeah, it's hard. I write, I've got a feature film script. I've sent it out to certain people. Yeah. They've gone, oh, we love it. But no, we love it. No, it's not for us. And I do go, but it's really good. Why don't they like it? <laughs> because they're not the right people to not make right it. Not right people. There yeah. Yeah. It's all about timing yeah. as well. So. But it does still annoy you. Of course, oh, course, course it does. Of course it does. So we had the big no with your mental health. Yes. And I don't want to kind of just glaze over that because it's a, it's a big topic. So how are you at the moment? Um, honestly, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I'm fine, mm. but I'm good. Okay. I'm good. My mental health is in a good place right now. Yeah. Um, I've just finished a job. Uh, I do get a little bit down after work, after yeah. I finish a job. But in the grand scheme of things, mm. I am in a good place. Okay. I am eating better. I am getting, oh, I get so much sleep. I feel sorry for people when they say oh, I've got depression, they don't sleep. I, when I have depression, mm. mate, I can sleep for the whole day. Yeah. I'm a sleeper. Right. So I'm getting, I'm not, I haven't got depression right now, but I, I'm getting a lot of sleep. Yeah. And I am just trying to be as kind to myself as possible. I've gotten rid of people who are negative. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, How does it feel doing that? Do you know, at the time, you, you can't, well, no, before you do it, you feel, I can't, it's really cruel. Mm. Da, 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 da. But mate, at the end of the day, you are the most important person in your world. In your world. You have to yeah. be. Yeah. And if this person isn't giving me anything, and I'm not talking about presents or anything like that, yeah. if they're not giving me anything spiritually, yeah. what am I, why are we still together? Or they're taking your energy. Yeah, somebody called, somebody the other day, this guy called Mr. Fabulous, I spoke to him, and back when, in the day when I used to know him, he was all, and you know, craft <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And he was just really playing. I went, 
my gosh, you look so different. Yeah. And he said, yeah, he had to get rid of all, all the negativity and all the negative people and the trauma dumpers. Trauma and I was like, that is such a great term. Yeah. Trauma, because some people will call you and just don't even ask how you are. Yeah. Offload and then they're gone. And then you're st- sat there going, okay, I've got to take that off my back. What yeah. do I do with that now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a good word, trauma dumpers. And what we, we were, before we started recording, you were saying about your friend telling you about the, the, the black dog. Um, yeah, share that because I've I thought got, that was amazing. I've got a wonderful friend. He's a director called David Bispam, call him Bish. And uh, he has depression and he said to me, you know what? When the black dog of depression comes to your door, mm. open the door, he'll come in, shit on your carpet and then he'll leave. And I burst out laughing. And he said, because think about it, if you close the door on him, he's only going to hang around. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, when, 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 we're in a, when we feel that, because you can usually tell it's coming, mm. it's coming, yeah. Yeah. you know? And we, yeah. sometimes we go, I haven't got time for it. Yeah. I ain't got time, no, you've got to go. Yeah. He's, it's, it's still going to be there. Yeah. Open the door, let it happen, yeah. deal with it, and then it will go. Yeah. And it always does go. Yeah. We know it's going to come back, but it does go. Yeah. You know what, I found one of the quotes that you said and you put, um, I do suffer from depression. I'm not ashamed to say that at all. It's not something I ask for. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, that's so simple. Like, yeah, you didn't ask for it. No. But you've got it. Yeah. And why should you be ashamed of it? Should, I'm you didn't really ask ashamed. for this, but you've got it. Yeah. And, and there's people, sorry, there's people out there who have said, oh, um, oh gosh, oh, yeah, people talking about their depression, oh, you know. But you should be talking about depression. You should be talking or, about it. It's, it's just not like, really, know, it can't be that bad. Pipe it down uh, a little know, bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're not, it's not like you're living on the bread line, yeah. this, that and the other, at least you can afford a therapist. Yeah. I'm like, my therapist is cheap. <laughs> i tell you who's even cheaper, the Samaritans. Yeah. I've, I've told so many people to speak to the Samaritans. Yeah. But that's what they're there for. They're there to listen. Mm-hmm. I actually did my training, Samaritan training wow, years listen, ago. The Samaritans are fantastic. Incredible. I'm amazed. Yeah, amazed. Incredible. Yeah. I'm glad that you were feeling okay. Thank you. And you didn't do the, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. As we all do. God, yeah, you've got I loads of tattoos. Yeah, what I've got loads. What do parents whole, say about that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm typical, um, you know, last born. I just do what I want. Uh, <laughs> I got forgiveness. I got two, right? <laughs> I got two. And the first one I got, my dad said, well, just make sure you don't get any body poisoning. <laughs> Body poisoning? Do you mean blood poisoning? <laughs> yes, body poisoning. yes, body poisoning. I love Brilliant. my dad. My dad, you know oh, he's I such got, a bushman. He's I still, <laughs> he's been in this country since the 60s. I love him, but he's still, he's as Nigerian as anything. Oh, I love I that man. That. He's so hilarious. He's, do you know, so they used to live in Blackpool. Mm-hmm. I was, I lived there for a year. And um, he used to work in the, you know, the um, uh, the Blackpool. Um, Pleasure Beach. No, the um, the place where they have Strictly. That oh, ballroom. the ballroom. Yeah. He used to work in the, in the bar. And I was like, what? what you, so you only found this out after doing... I found that out that he worked in a bar recently. But when I was doing Strictly, he told me, because I knew we lived in Blackpool. Yeah. I said, did you ever, you know, go in the... He said, um, yeah, they used to go for dances oh. on a Saturday. Oh, stop. Because they came over, Bayer from War started. Yeah. They couldn't go home. The students were quite depressed. So somebody at their co- at their university college, I guess college at the time, um, set up them to go to the, the ballroom to do dances on a Saturday. <sighs> And I said, but who should... then I'm thinking, you know, the, the racist head's coming in. Yeah. So who did you dance with? Because obviously they didn't want, you know, yeah. the white girls wouldn't have done. I said, no, yeah, you go up to the, the lady. I said, what, what, what colour were they? Yeah, they yeah. were white. Would you like this dance? And they get up and they dance with. I was like. Oh, stop. I wish they could have filmed that. Oh, my God. I said, I said do you have pictures? Do you have any pictures? Because no, I mean, back then we didn't even know what a camera was. Oh, oh my gosh. That's such a beautiful. It's so beautiful. And then recently he told me he worked in the bar. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh. I love that. I love that. 
I love the question, what advice would you give your younger self? But I'm going to flip it and I'm going to ask you, what would your younger self say to you right now? Oh my gosh. Right. Okay. Okay. It could be anything. Okay. It could be pearls of wisdom. Know? It could be, you know, Chizzy, you did it. We did it. It could be absolutely anything. Or maybe it'd be like, Chizzy, you need to do more self care. Or maybe do some of the things that brought you joy and you don't do it anymore. Like, what would your, what oh would baby gosh. Chizzy say to you right now? And it could be any age. Because I thought it was the other way around. Mm. And I thought it was a typo. But no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I <laughs> Wow, this is this is hard. And the reason I ask it, because mm. I think that, you know, we, we sit here as adults mm. and we go, we've gone through, you know, trauma and obstacles and we go, okay, we've learned from that. So this is the advice I'll give to my younger self. But sometimes I think that we've forgotten the innocence of being a child yes. and how children are inquisitive. Yes. And, you know, they can be, have moments where they are just incredibly funny and caring and kind and all of the things that we're saying to ourselves now to remind ourselves to be mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes we've lost a bit of our inner child yeah um so that's why i'm interested to know what would chizzy say to you this is so this is such a good question there's so many things i think young chizzy would say mm-hmm. but what what i can think of right now is she'd say it's still not too late oh i was gonna make me cry oh my goodness it's still like, there's so many things that i i think yeah, I wish I'd done that earlier. I wish I'd done that earlier. I wish I'd, I should yeah. be here now. I should be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's still not late. Too late. It's never too late. Yeah. It's never. Never. As long as you're still breathing. Absolutely. It's but we so forget tr- that, yeah. don't we? We look and we're yeah. like, I should be here by this yeah. age or mm. whatever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I've never wanted kids, but I always thought I'd, I'd be in a very happy marriage by now. And, mm. you know, we'd have that house. Not, it doesn't have to be massive, but, you know, we'd be secure living together and da 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 da. It's not it's too not late. Too late. It's not, it's too, not late. too late. Absolutely. I love it's that. Just, it's not too late. But, you know, do pull your finger out <laughs> and stop procrastinating. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm such a bad procrastinator. But then I think if I'd done that in my 20s, I might have been in a worse position than, um, right. than I am now. Yeah. So, you know, sliding doors and all that. Yeah. This is, I am where I need to, where I need to be yeah. right now. Yeah. Love that. Oh, it's yeah. not too late. Oh, it's I love nice. that. I love that. Yeah. I think I should get a tattoo of that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. So my final question. Yes. Oh, no. I so, know. Oh, we're going to have to do another one yeah, of these. Definitely. 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 But my final question. Um, Obviously, this po- podcast is about, you know, for me, it's about making those meaningful connections with people. Um, listen to their stories. Um, Listen to them. How, you know, they've managed to navigate through life, those hurdles, how they've got over them. So I want you to think of somebody who you think would be a great person to come on this podcast to share their story. And you can't say their name uh-huh. because I'm going to get everyone to try and guess who it is. Okay. But just give me, you can say their gender if you want to, mm-hmm. or the industry that they're in, but mainly the reason why you think they should come on the podcast. So it's a he. He. Um, he is an actor. Mm-hmm. He's one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Right now people are going, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> he was brought up in care. Okay. He, unfortunately, his mum had mental health issues. Okay. Uh, he was abandoned mm-hmm. um, in, I think it was the Dole office or something when he was like two or mm-hmm. something. Um, and then he was adopted by this wonderful, and it, the colour isn't important, but it kind of is mm-hmm. for the purposes of how who he's become, white family. Mm-hmm. And um, he now has two incredible families because mm-hmm. once he reconnected with his birth uh family most of them um 
these families are so close. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so beautiful to see them. And he did a documentary recently about being in care. Mm -hmm. As sad as it was that he didn't fully grow up with his uh, birth family, mm -hmm. he was one of the lucky ones. Mm -hmm. He went into a family that loved him mm -hmm. unconditionally, mm -hmm. you know. And you, you asked them, his brothers and sisters on his adopted side, did you notice that he was, mm -hmm. oh, we got this son, we got this little black baby and thing like, no, he was just mm -hmm. him. You know, just we were told we were getting a new brother mm -hmm. and he turns up and none of us questioned his mm -hmm. colour. They're just the most adorable family. He was very, very, he was, he was blessed mm -hmm. to have been put in a, a wonderful family and then blessed again to be able to reconnect with his birth family. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, oh you'll love him. Gotta make that You'll happen. fall in love. I know you're married, but oh, <laughs> everybody falls in love with him. It's like, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so looking forward to this. Oh, Chizzy. Oh. We've got to do this again. Yes. Please, please. You've got very warm hands. I know. It's good. I know. I've got cold hands. <laughs> cold hands, warm heart. Uh -huh. All that. Yeah. 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 I've got no heart. <laughs> yes, you have. It's been broken you, too many times. You've got to great. That's the comedy yeah. mask on again. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly me. I don't know when I'm doing it. It just is who I it's am. Just like, Yes. Someone said to me the other day, well, a few people said, you're insane. I said, yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to be just sitting here, yeah, this is normal. No. Don't change. I'm almost 50. Don't I ain't growing up. What? Yeah, I'll be 50 this year. I'm not growing up. Wow. No chance. It's still... a trap, don't. It is, isn't it? I'm still <laughs> yeah. going to be crazy. Yeah. And just Don't free. ever change, because yeah. this is a cheesy that we love. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Hand. It's gorgeous. Thank you. You're this gorgeous. You've got a great heart. Thank yes, you. I'm complimenting you. Yes, Thank you're feeling you. a bit Thank awkward. You. Stop Thank it. You. Thank you. Can I, can I just say one thing? Yeah, of course you can. I am single, so if anybody <laughs> wants to get in touch, a little bit of cheers or underscores in between each word. <laughs> and you know why it's called a little bit of cheers? Why? Because you can't have too much. Oh, you're saucy. Love it. <laughs> Bloody love you. Thank you so much for coming on. We're going to do this again. 